0: everybody welcome to listen money matters let's play money making game my name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew Andrew how are you uh, what are you drinking
1: I'm pretty good it's, uh, pretty good <laughs> it's uh it's uh suffocatingly hot in here so uh got my my gin and sprite to cool me down take the edge off
0: I got my gin and sprite to cool me down that's not a thing I liked it, though. Yeah? You should sing to me more often. I'll I'll try. I'll (laughs) try here and there. Um, Today, we're going to talk about stuff, meaning we're answering five listener questions today. This is one of my favorite new episodes that we do. Same. Okay. I'm glad we're on board. (laughs) Uh, Before we get to the listener questions, if you have more questions that you'd like us to answer on the show, especially on our five questions episodes... Uh, email us, your question, to listenmoneymatters at com, And we want submissions. Sub, oh, my God. Why can't I say things? Mm. We want submissions for catchphrases at the beginning of the show. Today's catchphrase is, let's play money-making game. And that comes from, weird enough, the old man in the Legend of Zelda video game for the classic Nintendo system. Is that correct, Andrew? Yes. Since you're the one that came up with that one. <laughs> yes. Did I ever tell you I have one of my friends, uh, he named his son Link? That is, that's friggin' awesome. Yeah, man. newborn son, Link. All, a- after Zelda. Ah, man, now I want to listen to, like, the theme song. I, I, I don't even know how that goes. I've never played Zelda in my life. What? <laughs> nope, never played it.
1: Alright, episode over, I can't.
0: <laughs> uh, but send in your catchphrases uh, via Twitter, at Money Matters Man and we will say them on the show and give you credit, even if you're an old man in The Legend of Zelda video game from the classic Nintendo system. <laughs> Let's get to the questions, shall we? Yeah. I shall read, you shall answer. Uh, this one comes from James... <laughs> nope, not James at all. Not even close. Has a J in it. Has a J in it. Jason <laughs> Farmer. What are your thoughts on Lending Club? How would you classify Lending Club as part of your portfolio? Bonds that's a question bonds is a question <laughs> they could be thought as uh i'm sorry they he's, saying, could, are they, he's like saying <laughs> are they bonds <laughs> could they be thought of as
1: individual small bonds all right thanks or for clarifying that small bonds to individuals and uh i would say i like lending club a lot okay the returns are awesome for me so far I think I'm uh, maybe abnormal in that sense, or, or very lucky.
0: Now I want to uh, clarify something real quick, uh, because I get this confused a lot. Lending Club is different from Lending Tree. Yes,
1: Lending Tree is where you go in the bank. I think I don't even remember the commercial. It's like yeah. banks compete for you. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a more clever catchphrase. Uh, not not as clever as let's play money making games. Sure,
0: sure, of course but- not. They can all be as clever as uh, the old man from Legend of Zelda, but uh,
1: so so that, yeah, lending, that's for lending, you to get a loan. And Lending Club, you can also get a loan, um, or or invest in other people's loans. It's basically a, a marketplace for crowdsourced loans. Yep. And uh, so, like I was saying, I mean, I think it's great, uh, but I have a very, very, very small portion. I, I have a little more than twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, in Lending Club. So a very tiny portion of my portfolio. How much? $2,500. Are you
0: using it as uh, sort of like a fun thing to do or are you like legitimately thinking this is going to be an investment strategy for you?
1: Uh, So I like to like slowly tiptoe into the water. Okay. So um, I'm doing really well right now, but Mm -hmm. I'm also just kind of watching. Like I've been doing it for maybe six months, which is not meaningful enough amount of time. uh, Not a meaningful amount of time enough for me to put more money in. Um, But I would like to say that even though I have like 18% something return, so it's killer awesome, Mm -hmm. but it is a super risky thing. Super risky. Because imagine investing in uh, Matt you know He has a loan out because he wants to buy a yacht or something, and you invest in it. Mm -hmm. And then he buys the yacht, and he's like, Oh, yeah, no, I'm not paying you back. No, that's not happening. Well, there's and,
0: laws against that, right?
1: Oh, I mean, it screws Matt Givaniece's credit report, but you are
0: also screwed out of your money. I also want to say that if you uh, want to, if you're thinking about doing Lending Club, even if even if for fun, can't do it in New Jersey. Um. Right. Right. You, can, you can't. Right. You can't. That's because I live in New York. A bl- <laughs> you can, No, I don't care about that. Blame the mobsters.
1: Yeah. It's because uh, what was that law? Was it like uh, a loan, loan shark. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I think it's cool. Um, I think it, if it should be part of your strategy, it should be a very small part. More fun. Mm-hmm. Um, returns consider- are great, but super risky. So would you consider them like bonds? Um, no, because I consider bonds super safe. Pretty,
0: yeah, super safe. Okay. So w- would you consider this like investing in individual stocks? Yeah. Okay, so more like, st- like investing in an individual stock. I'd,
1: I'd say it'd be like investing in like a penny stock or something. So you, oh, you wow. have the potential for like awesome, crazy gains, mm-hmm. um, but also-
0: uh, a- <laughs> Law, you can lose a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good, right? It's a good. I think that's good. Mm. All Let's my answers on. are good, man. Let's move on to question number two from Michael Raines. Uh, I've heard you guys make fun of Dave Ramsey a few times, and I was wondering why. I'm not trying to defend him or anything. I'm just curious about whether or not you believe the things he preaches. Huh. Preaching being the uh, religious key word here. Aspects. Uh Whether or not you believe the things he preaches are good. Uh, first of all, I'm going to say that we just recorded an episode about Dave Ramsey. And so it's fresh on our minds. So Maybe um, this one should go live ahead of that one. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I think the things that he preaches are over, overall good. And here's why I say that it's because he's out there and he's helping people at least think about money. He's trying. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with his approach to it. So, like, I don't agree with the Bible uh, interpretations, right? Mm-hmm. That's just. I, uh, same. Yeah, right. Okay. Just, just. But that's to each his own. Uh, I also don't agree with some of the uh, specific strategies that he uh, advocates, especially the debt snowball uh, method of paying off your debts. I I believe in another method, which is called the stack method. Because his math, uh, his approach is not the mathematically sound one. Yes. But what Dave Ramsey does is he is there to provide inspiration to those who are in desperate need of financial help. However uh so if if everyone in the in the country or the planet didn't need help with personal finance and will and wasn't in debt, he would be set or he would be screwed i mean like mm. he would have no job but because so many people struggle with debt and and bankruptcy and 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 you know just what to do and and you know confusion uh he will always uh reign supreme in that mm. realm and and because he also is religious. Uh, which a lot of this, a lot of people in this country are religious. It, it's you know he's kind of hitting a, a very giant market, and he's been around for a while, and he's got a good radio voice. Like I, I mean, look, look, the guy does. Um, like I said, that's I'm, why they gave you a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. You have a good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I might shit on him from time to time, uh, but overall, he's out there, you know, inspiring people to get better with money, and I cannot fault him for that. Look, I can fault him for his methods and his and his, uh, you know, back end payment systems, like how he's getting paid on the back end of, you know, the things he recommends every he gets $80 for every lead. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't necessarily agree with that. And I morally could never do that uh, personally. And Mm -hmm. I don't think you could either. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how I feel. So I agree with you. I just want to add one thing. Go ahead. Um,
1: When I look for inspiration personally, I choose to watch SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants. Good joke. You know,
0: yeah. Way hey, to nail that one.
1: <laughs> Damn it. All right. We have to record this thing over.
0: Question number three. It comes from a guy named Michael Raines. Doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He was the guy that just uh, sent in question two. So he has two questions. So no, Question number three is how exactly do you create the discipline to stick to your financial goals? I have some goals in place for my family, but I always find myself spending money on things that I don't really need. I notice that I tend to convince myself that unnecessary purchases I make in stores are important. Maybe I'll buy some kind of snack food or I'll buy something for the house that we could use but really don't need. This is a great question. I love this question. Yeah. Um, I don't even uh, want you to answer. Then then go screw you because you'd never had this problem. You know? so, so I don't tell think, it like it is. Well, let me, let me, let me just. I want to, want to discredit you one hundred percent right now because <laughs> you've always been, you know, kind of conscious of money and have never really been a big spender. And uh, I, I, no, hold on, I, I, I take that back. You have never really been like a go buy frivolous shit sort of no. person. And you know, I have. Well, but I, that means I've just been really good at creating my discipline.
1: Yeah, so, but I think you, know, you were that discipline.
0: that discipline was instilled in you, and you continue that discipline. Mm. It's just a principle that you kind of grew up with, and I didn't have that growing up so i'm you know i i have to i had to like sort of create this discipline in in the in in the future in my now life which is all much just right, take harder. it away all right i'm just saying i take would like away. to answer this uh have permission i think the cr- to create discipline it has to be mind you have to be mindful of it constantly and eventually you can start to wean yourself off of that. And what I mean is, and this is the same thing what he mentioned about Dave Ramsey. The good thing about Dave Ramsey is, it's funny. You yawned. <laughs> no, I, I only yawn because whenever I talk, Matt yawns. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so I'm when, passing. No, whenever you lo- mention numbers, I'm like, like it's involuntary. I just start yawning. Someone's uh, like, "How
1: old are you, Andrew?" And I'm like, "29." And Matt's already oh, sleeping. God. I said,
0: what would you say? Twenty what? Uh so, uh I think. You know, and it, this is some something that I like about Dave Ramsey is that Dave Ramsey has a daily show, a weekday show. So every day, if people listen to him, they're constantly thinking about money, right? Mm-hmm. This is the reason, not not the reason, but one of the good reasons that we have a daily podcast. And if you listen to our show daily, whether it's an, a topic you're interested in or not, just having money on the brain and being conscious of it
1: in the forefront, yeah, in
0: the forefront, makes you aware of things. So when you go and let's say. You're driving, and you're listening to our podcast, right? And you, uh, or you go to Target. You get out of the car. Remember, in your head just now, or in your car speakers, you were just listening about money and investing, or some sort of topic. And you go in, the, and it might make you think twice when you go into Target to buy something stupid. You might sit there and go, "Oh well, I'm I, you know. Maybe I don't need this because I was literally just listening to something that, you know, it's sort of the the same mentality uh, that. I use when I write. So, when I, I'm about to write something, I'll read a book before I write mm. because that way it sort of like it, it gets me into the flow of things. So, by just surrounding yourself and, and being vocal about money, I think helps you to create that discipline. And it certainly has helped me. Because now I, I, I do a daily podcast about personal finance and I am no personal finance expert. I have gotten seriously better with my money and I'm way more conscious of what I spend my money on and how I spend my money and how often I spend my money. Not, and, I, and I check mint every morning as well as, as a routine that I've you know adopted. So it's a matter of just it being, in, it being around you. It's surrounding, you know, they say you are the product of the five people you surround yourself with, right? Mm. I think you are the product of the information you also surround yourself with. So if you surround, your, surround yourself with meditation guides and philosophy, you're going to be a, a very, you know, ethereal, calm person, I think, just, just naturally because it's, you're, you're surrounded by it. You are a product of your surroundings, uh, which is, you know, I, I listen to, uh, I don't listen to our podcast. But I uh, often listen to the Stacking Benjamins podcast, and that's, you know, not only – I'm constantly surrounding myself with money. I do. Mm-hmm. So that's my answer. Surround yourself with it.
1: I, I listen to the Listen Money Myers podcast.
0: Yeah, you do. I can't listen to it. I don't like to hear it's my – Probably because Matt Jiminez's voice is mine. <laughs> yeah. Question number four. Are we, we're kind of blowing through these, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, so read this one very slowly actually I have more we,
1: we could, five questions could have a secret additional question
0: question number four comes from Jim Runkle I value my, no <laughs> I value my time slash freedom much more than I ever than I could ever be paid last week I floated an idea by my coworkers that I want to get paid one fifth less money and get one day per week of my life back in my hands friday of course they looked at me like i had two heads am i nuts we might be able to talk about this one for a while i want you to um answer is he nuts uh, is jim nuts no i absolutely don't think he's nuts
1: but um i think uh so I don't know which co-workers he, he asks like if those are the decision-making co-workers or his buddy co-workers. I'm, I'm assuming buddy
0: co-workers and not the decision-making ones.
1: So uh, your buddy co- co-workers will say you're nuts because maybe they have boats and cars and they have to work and they can't take a fifth left, less of their salary. And they're mm. screwed, so they want you to be in there with the pain like they are. Um, I would say that uh, I've done this. And I, I pretty much do this for, I've, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. And um, it's all about approach and finesse. Uh,
0: so you're saying that it is possible for someone to do this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know people who have done this uh, at various jobs as well.
0: I, I know a guy who actually only works three days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay, you happen to work in an environment where that's, sort of not crazy right you work in software development and uh, a tech 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 tech, uh, the tech field where you know we all kind of read the same things and this is sort of a you know a four hour work week type of situation and we're all familiar with that and it's like when somebody approaches you you're that's not that crazy of an idea however you work at i don't know home depot or or some all right i'm I'm gonna say it might it it might sound it's gonna sound crazy to them but we don't think you're nuts jim we don't think that you're crazy matt that's a cop
1: out that that's a cop out that it's a, a software thing or whatever it's easy it's easy to just give an excuse um you know what if you show up to work and you're a warm body and then you leave you know you show up at nine and you leave at five you're a nice warm body guess what they are going to mock the shit out of you if you try to do it. doesn't matter if you're an accountant or a salesperson or whatever. Who's mocking you?
0: Your co-workers. you know, the, people,
1: the people you're asking to, to cut your schedule down. right? Yeah. However, if you go in there and you bust your ass and you make magic happen, you, know, you do your job and you do more than your job and you care, I think it doesn't really matter what you do And I think that they would be open to it because you know what—you're a valuable employee, and they like you. You have to prove that, though. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's the thing. It doesn't matter what you do; you know, it matters how you do.
0: You know, the real—damn,
1: that was so slick, right there. The
0: real—the real challenge would be to uh, work four days a week and get paid the same amount. Mm. You know,
1: that would be really sick, wouldn't it? Be
0: it would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. That person might have like a – you know, here's the thing though. When I worked at my job, I'm like – I'm thinking back to my personal experience. I'm pretty – all right. And maybe this is fear. This is fear. I'm like 100% sure that um, my boss would have laughed in my face if I would have asked him that. And I was really cool with my boss, but he'd be like, yeah, no, you're not doing that. I'm like, even if I'm getting paid less, I'm asking for less money, you're saying I won't be able to stay home. Or for one day, I won't be able to work four days. Now here's where it gets interesting, and I think this is something to argue: is that even though it sounds rational, right? You're mm. you're you're just saying, hey, I only want to work four days a week, and I, I don't want to, I don't want you to pay me for the same amount. I want you to pay me for my time. The problem's going to come in uh, as an employer. Well, if he does it, you know, if if I give Jim this this um thing then other employees are going to come to me and ask for the same thing and what's wrong with that i don't know if an employer is going to want that and I, I don't really know if that's like So imagine if you had five employees and you know
1: they each worked one less day so you shaved a fifth of their salary off and you just hire an extra person same amount of money so you know
0: theoretically i i look look um i don't think you're nuts but I think uh, I, I'm curious to see if you do it, Jim. If you go out and do it, I want to know. I want you to email back. Yeah. I want to see how successful you are, and I want you to, and Andrew, I mean, let him know, you know, how important it is to prepare this conversation that you're going to have to pitch it. You're pitching this,
1: so so I do want to say that uh, I sent him a much detailed reply, uh-huh. um with with my thoughts and stuff like that. So, so it was I sent much him away detailed, with yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was many much very much detail. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: So, what did and, you know, say? And,
0: I want to know what you said.
1: Um, I, I it's not much different than, than what I said here. It's really about uh how you approach it and maybe how do you the, approach it? And maybe the way you phrase it. Okay, fine. So, I'll just I'll just come straight out. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I personally don't believe um in filling a warm seat. And I think that uh, most people that you will work for, that are reasonable, pe- reasonable people, will also agree. They are result driven. They just want you to do your job. Mm-hmm. They want you to do your job well. They want you to do five percent more than your job or fifteen percent more than your job. So you know what? Um, what difference does it make if I work nine to five? Maybe I work five to twelve. You know, five p.m. to twelve a.m. Whatever, you know. I mean, so if, maybe, the,
0: if the place that you work is open, Well, you know, there are limitations to certain positions. Yes. And that's, sort, why, I, and that's why I make the yeah. argument about the tech world. Okay, so if you're a based. cashier
1: at Old Navy, then you need to be physically in front of the cashier. Yeah. So I mean, the, the cash register do Yeah. do it. Not so, but that, that's also the thing is, but then if you're at an Old Navy uh, and you want to work four days instead of five, they'll be like, yeah, sure. I just won't put you on the schedule. <laughs> right. So I think I think in many cases uh, you could figure it out. And uh, what I do um, is I do work at home uh, on other days, and I'm thinking a lot about the work that I do. Sometimes I put an hour or two on the weekend, um, and I don't take it as a full day off. I actually I quote unquote work from home. So I'll put some hours in in the morning. I'll take the during the day. I'll do my thing. I'll put hours in the evening. Um, and the benefit is that uh, I get paid for all five days, but I'm in the office four days, um, and maybe I don't work 40 full hours, but I don't dance around and chat with everyone while I'm at work. I bust my ass. I do my thing, give results, right? and that's all they care about.
0: Yeah, so you're going to have to walk into your uh, whoever, whoever's in charge and basically sell this idea that, hey, I'm going to get just as much, much work done in four days – and plus, plus some, then I will in five days, and you can pay me less.
1: And you know what? Maybe you should go read uh, the article that uh, we wrote, The Art of Negotiation, because when you go and talk to the them— The Lost
0: Art of Negotiation. The,
1: the Lost Art of Negotiation. There you go. It was actually an article I wrote, so yeah. I, could say, I could say the title incorrectly.
0: It was also on Lifehacker. It was also on Lifehacker.
1: Damn, I'm good. No, but, <laughs> but seriously, uh, it's not about—when you go to talk to this person, it's not about what you want. When you're talking to them, it's about what they want. Mm-hmm. So if you seriously consider what they want and you tell them what they want and you give them what they want, then you should be fine. Okay. Ready to go? Move on to question number five. So, so are we back on, on time
0: track now? Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. All right, cool. All you right, always question, count on me to rant. Question number five is from Carl Gambrell. And his question is, my background growing up is that my parents considered credit cards a bad thing, and that there is no reason to buy with a credit card what you can buy in cash. However, y'all seem to... Sorry, I had to do that. Yeah. (laughs) I had to do that. However, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it now. However, y'all seem to have a different opinion. Can you go into more detail as to why credit cards are good versus cash? Also, is credit... Is credit score even a factor anymore? Because I have been hearing that it may not have once been useful, that it may have once been useful, but now there are so many different programs out there, it doesn't matter anymore. We got to, we got to get you to a reading program. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I am, I am, I am slightly dyslexic, so the fact that I did as well as I did, pretty proud of myself. I am always proud of you, Matt. It's like switch words around in my, in my brain. Uh, okay, so a podcaster shall never reveal that he's dyslexic on the air. <laughs> uh, I, and I actually used to uh, do the PA announcements in my high school. Same, dude. I was the PA club.
1: Morning announcements.
0: I, I mean, my voice was uh, just as sexy as it was in senior year as it is now.
1: My name's Matt Easy.
0: The girls would, These
1: are the morning announcements.
0: The girls would swoon in first period. <laughs> They'd be like, who is that guy on the morning announcements? I'm like, you're looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> More like,
1: you're looking at him. I'm about to hit puberty.
0: That uh, uh, was a senior. <laughs> Way <clears throat> past puberty. Let's get to the question. First, we're going to answer, uh, why are credit cards good versus cash? First question. So um, when you're walking down the street.
1: And and you see a girl who looks neat. (laughs) And it turns out she steals everything that
0: you have. That would be a credit card. That's one one point, right? So uh, if you're carrying around cash and you get robbed, you're screwed. And when you're traveling, that's a big thing too. When you're traveling and you lose your wallet or somebody steals it or whatever the case may be, uh, you're you're shit out of luck. But if you have credit cards, you can call up, cancel them, done. You're, you're Why saved. walk
1: around with your money when you can walk around with someone else's money? There
0: you go. Uh, not, go ahead. What else? Um, my life is
1: 2% cheaper than people who use cash because I get cash back on everything unlimited.
0: You get, you get 2% cash back on all purchases. Correct. Okay. Now, that only makes sense if you pay off your credit cards every month. Correct. Okay. And, yeah, and the, I'm going to say credit cards only make sense if you pay them off in full every month. Right. Like your balance in full. Like they're a bad thing if you're stupid with them. Yeah. Credit cards can be the, a nightmare if you uh, continue to roll over your debt every month. I'll
1: tell you interest. that your parents were smart, were smart in scaring you away from credit cards during those critical, dumb young years when you would probably have abused them. Just
0: because you're young and dumb. Well, it's interesting because I'm watching this documentary called Maxed Out. I know I'm still watching it and this is like eight episodes now. So you've <laughs> <laughs> so, been watching for three months. Right, but... Like one minute every day. Right. It's been one day. Uh but anyway, <laughs> I they mention how if you're a college student, you can get a credit card easily. But if you don't go to college and you're eighteen, it's much harder to get one because That's they, how they got my credit card. Yeah. They're, they're like right. free frisbee. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah exactly. Free right. So in that sense, like credit cards, uh, for the most part, are assholes and they're out to get you. And they yeah. make money off of – I mean they call uh, – they, they, they make money off of people who are stupid with credit cards and who keep a, who keep a balance and keep debt. And it's funny because uh, credit card companies call people like you and me who pay off our credit card every month deadbeats. So the people who are responsible with credit cards, their secret language for us is the word deadbeat. Well, because they don't make any money off of us, and in mm. fact, we're getting two percent off all of our purchases. I'm getting five yep. percent cash back, and then one percent everywhere else with my Discover card, and then points with uh, stuff. So you, so, and Wait, then, but there but are that places incentive, that
1: accept Discover card.
0: What's that? There, there are places that accept Discover. You believe card? it or not, hell's yeah, there is, huh? So here's the thing, uh, <laughs> with credit cards, right? Uh, I've. Have- Lost my train of thought. You're going to tell us where they accept us cards. Yeah, you you (laughs) so sandbagged me and sent me on a different trajectory. Here's the thing. Uh, See, I don't use cash. I only use credit cards now. And uh, I pay my credit cards off every month. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to keep track of in Mint because I use Mint to do my budgeting. And right. since it's connected right to the credit card companies, I know exactly where I'm spending my money. It gets categorized correctly. I'm not pulling because if you pull cash out of the ATM and you don't like write down the things that you spent that cash on, you're really not going to have a sense of where your money's going. So it's yeah. so it benefits that way too, you know. Uh, and yes, credit cards are stupid when you don't pay them off every month. And the reason they offer these incentives like these two percent cash back and these points is because. They want you to spend money on the credit cards because they want you to not pay it back, so that they can make money off the interest that they're charging you for having that debt. There is yeah. a lot of money in debt. There is so much money in debt. There are companies who buy other people's debt to make money. Yeah, it's crazy Refinancing. Yeah, but it's a crazy thing. I would say the third, the third reason. Okay. Well, I think there's four. I remember so many reasons that credit okay, cards so, are.
1: Okay, so okay, I'm gonna say a third reason, then you say, then you say the fourth, because I don't know what you're. I forget your All right, Uh, so uh, when you use your credit card, you build credit, Mm -hmm. so you can get more credit. Um, And what do you do with more credit?
0: You buy things like a house. So this answers the second part of the question is, is is a credit score even a factor anymore? Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And why? And why? Because uh, think of it like this. You're just some
1: arbitrary guy, arbitrary girl. You're going in, hey, I want to buy this house. It's $500,000. You trust me, right? And the bank's like, not even close. Like we don't want to, even, even if you have a great credit, they ring you through the dryer and make it such a pain in the ass to get a loan. So it's just a way for them to vet you and reduce their risk so they're absolutely now and forever have something like a credit score just to make sure that you're credit worthy. Hmm.
0: Perfect. And that's, what was what, your f- that's a one reason alone that credit score matters.
1: Yeah. What was your fourth? What? I don't remember. You said a fourth reason. No, I
0: mean, I was... No, I don't remember. No.
1: Like, delirious.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, you might get other rewards, too. Like, you know... I know that my mom likes to go to, like, concerts and stuff. And oftentimes, like, Amex customers, they'll get to buy the tickets early and yeah.
0: stuff. So they are, like, other perks. Well, because Amex throws, like, you know, American Express. Amex? Th- I say Amex. Amex, whatever. Yeah. They throw their own concerts. Yeah. Yeah. They sponsor a lot of concerts.
1: And some cards have cool things, like uh, the United Airlines card. Uh, you can get into all their lounges for free and yeah. just, like, drink Dude, and stuff. Dude, I keep
0: hearing about Chase fin- or this Chase Sapphire card. Mm. I keep hearing that that's, like, the shit.
1: Yeah, so uh, Travis from Travel Hacking was saying that. And, yeah, and, uh,
0: and Candice and Hirsch has one. And I, there's a guy I went to Virginia and met with. He had one. Mm. I'm like, dude, wh- what is going on? Apparently, it's like a really kick-ass, like, rewards card.
1: All right, we'll have to do, like, yeah. an epic article, like, breaking it all down and, and like, definitively figuring this out. I I don't want to give like 50 credit cards and you choose. No, no, no. We're going to pick like three
0: that are actually
1: worth your time.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, That's it. So, uh, man, that was good. I love these episodes. I love them. We could do them like almost every day. We have like a lot of questions. So I want to thank Jason, Michael, Jim, and Carl for those questions. Excellent work. Send in more. We want to hear them. Uh, and even if you know the answer send them in because yeah. it might be
1: helpful to someone else
0: exactly good point we're all about helping each other out absolutely so if you guys have any of those questions that you want to send in send them in to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com and if you like the show we really need the reviews on iTunes and on Stitcher and wherever else you listen We the reviews are what Actually, help us rank. It's like you would think more listeners. Actually, no. It's more reviews, right? Mm. And uh, if you leave a review, let us know that you did by sending us an email, and uh, we will send you something special. Something, something. A little something, something. Okay. I want to read a review from Cooper4048. Great guest and worth your time. Five stars. All right. I'm a financial nerd, and I have been for a while, so the information shared is rarely new to me, but I still enjoy the hell out of this show and learn at least one thing from every podcast, even if it's learning of another interesting blog, podcast, or website. I love the honesty, the conversation, and most of all, the guests. From their own moms to authors to bloggers, it's the best part of the show, I think. <laughs> The recent interview with Joe Saul Seahigh, episode 81 was great. Hope they bring him back for another interview. We will. We're friends with Joe. Yeah. Thank you for that review. Cooper. I, I, that you know uh, it's funny I read that, and uh, this was the episode we didn't have a guest. Should have read that when we had a guest. but uh, and I also mentioned stacking Benjamin's twice in this episode. Man, how much you see paying you already? <laughs> You hear that, Joe? I want some money. Uh, <laughs> so uh, look at Check out Betterment. Listen to com slash Betterment. You know what that is? It's that super easy, uh, awesome uh, app that you can start investing right away. It's the only investing strategy that I have right now currently. And it's part of yours as well, Andrew, but not 100%. Mm. And uh, we actually went to Betterment last night. We did. And we saw an awesome presentation. And we got to drink beer out of their beer tap,
1: and pre- the the uh, presentation was investor behavior and engaging products. It's cool, it was like the the mindsets behind things. It was yeah. very interesting.
0: It was a good time. Last By but not way, oh, wait before that, you go. Into last
1: but not least, yeah, uh, I was just checking the uh, the iTunes store, mm-hmm. um, in in the business section of the podcast directory. Do you know what rank we are?
0: Sixty nine, dude! dudes. Sixty nine, dudes nice <laughs> nailed it college humor
1: now let's fart and laugh
0: last but not least if you want to fart uh, I'm kidding that was 69 a de- that was a de- dude oh, if you guys want to learn more about personal finance and money management we're always writing new stuff and posting up new episodes of this podcast at listenmoneymatters.com so that's it thank you for hanging out with us and we look forward to the next episode That's my PA voice. Mm. Later.
1: Later.